1: Sound of it. what's good everybody welcome back to the show today we are running through some nba talk if you guys haven't checked out the eastern and western conference preview impy rejoined the show along with the good brother marco and we ran through the eastern conference using the win totals out in vegas the fabulous folks out in the desert as our metric as to how we're going to judge these teams going into the 2019-2020 season. And we also dropped the Western Conference preview on Monday. Check those out. Give us a rate review on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast on all outlets, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, the whole nine. Also, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash veteransminimum, as well as make sure you are following us on all social media outlets, Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. For all you members of the Patreon, $10 tier or higher. The new contest is up for November. Get a chance to win a merch bundle, a hat, a shirt, a chance to be featured on a segment on the podcast for all to hear. $10 tier or higher. Patreon.com slash veterans minimum. A lot of cool shit is being pumped out over there. We are working really, really hard behind the scenes. Sit back, relax. We are running through Lamar Jackson Is he's a top quarterback of the 2018 draft class. CMC and a lot of running back love the troubles in philadelphia for the eagles some trades that have gone down and a week eight rundown sit back relax take your shoes off stay a while and enjoy the show Ah, yes. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Davis at The Lamb Show on all social media outlets. Make sure you are following the page, the YouTube page, the Twitter page, the Instagram page, the Facebook page, the Patreon page, everything, baby, at Veterans Minimum. Cheap plugs. My guy, a underscore S-T-R-K. What up? What's up? What's up? How you feeling?
2: Uh... Not as bad as Devontae Freeman trying to punch Aaron Donald.
1: Yo, you know, that's that was very upsetting uh, as a daily fantasy player, as a fan of... I love
2: both guys to death, man. It was like, damn, why do you have to punch Aaron out of all people?
1: Yo, not only that, it looked like he was a child when he got picked up, right?
2: No, man. It bummed me out. I love Devontae Freeman. That guy puts out, leaves it all out there, but it's just... I don't know, you get emotional because they just threw a pick. They're trying to hit Sanu on a screen no, so <laughs> but, and I think it bounced off James Carpenter left guard and maybe Littleton got the pick, but then all of a sudden you just see, I have a big circle, just Aaron Donald lifting up Devontae Freeman. I'm just like, oh, it's not going to You just see Freeman throwing a right hand. I'm just like, oh my God. First and foremost, number one dumbest thing you could do in a football fight is punch
1: someone that has a helmet all Right. On. I remember
2: Jordan Reed did to somebody and then he got kicked and then I think he injured his hand in the process of poor Jordan Reed. The guy has enough injuries. So that's, like, another example. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to do, like, a successful punch. Like, when Andre Johnson did the quote finger, I think his helmet was off, right?
1: I, I want to say he he got the helmet off. Yeah. Okay. That's probably the best football fight. <laughs> really? These guys are definitely scrapping. But I think it's, it's so stupid. I remember playing high school football. My coach would be like, guys, God forbid anything crazy happens and a brawl breaks out. Just buckle up your chin strap and just keep your helmet on. Because right. nothing can hurt you. Right? True. And... You know, unless uh, I think Matt Breida got poked in the eye and he had to miss a couple of drives last week. But for the most part, and also running backs and skill guys, they have visors on and shit. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you don't need to worry about getting punched in the face when you have a helmet on. But that was really funny. He got ejected, too. Uh, We actually have the NBA on in the background. It's opening night. We're recording Wednesday uh, what's your level of excitement for NBA basketball? I don't think I've ever asked you. Like, what team do you follow?
2: I was a big Heat fan, girl, because I probably loved Alonzo morning. So the Heat were my team. But when the, it was cool when LeBron came, but then it just got very predictable because I'm just someone that's like, oh, I got very redundant. Just like, oh, okay, they're kind of buying their way to success. I'm someone that likes building through a draft. I know it's like a big nerd right now. But it was just it, after like the second championship I'm like, alright, I'm kinda of content. I always had a soft spot for the heat, but at this point I just fall aware of the creations play. <laughs> Be creation, I'm just I wanna see them all duo. Bogdanovich has done his dig side, it's a little bit of a decline, but he's still vegan.
1: Dario uh, I love
2: Mario Hesang, although he did own me back in June, he actually um, tweets out the Spurs drafted some, oh, Luka Samaric, they drafted, and uh, Luka said, yeah, I'm going to be the next Kevin Durant, I am like, oh, here I thought Hezania was the only arrogant creation. He actually found my, because I don't tag any players in my tweets, unless I interviewed them, and it's like a positive thing, but I didn't tag Mario Hezania he found me, and he goes, nothing wrong about being arrogant, he said something, between me, like people retweeting left and right, creations are kind of like, damn, my own people are now coming after me, so, I always have love for his own, but yeah, he, uh, that was super unnecessary. Yo, that's
1: tremendous. He actually had a moment last year where he blocked Giannis and then like kind of stepped over him. That was like the highlights of his longest career. I think, probably. I think
2: you tagged me into that. You were empty. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny because anytime
1: something good happens for the Knicks and you know, all, all here, here comes the pursuit for 29 and a half wins is the Vegas over under. So let's see if the Knicks get there. But, uh, it, it was like the Knicks fans are going to hang a banner for Hazonia <laughs> blocking Yandas at the rim. but So are you of the believers that the NBA is predictable and that we shouldn't watch until the finals? Definitely not this year.
2: I did not a couple years past. Like I did really get tired of just Cleveland, Golden State. I got very, just, all right, we kind of know what's going on. But the finals last year really made me love it because I grew up watching basketball especially right. in my household and just being you know, my brother was a huge Heat fan. Just, you know, creations love basketball. So, But I did get a little tired of it, but I get – Toronto Golden State Series, just back and forth. Like, I was standing at times watching that. In my own house, that's how great it was. So, yeah, this year, just based on what both L.A. teams are doing and, you know, Eastern Conference is always unpredictable. I think the NBA this year hasn't been – it's at mo- most interesting since, I don't know, maybe the late 2000s. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm really excited about this year between the L.A. teams and, you know, what's going to happen with Harden and Westbrook. Right,
1: right. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. And uh, we'll get to the NFL in a little bit, guys. But cheap plug, the Eastern and Western Conference preview shows are up to the last two Monday pods I had Impion and my buddy Marco. Definitely go check those out. Marco. Marco. Yeah. Sorry. It's Marco. Uh, Staying with that, though, you know, if you look at the Vegas odds, right, it's it's the first time that there isn't a definitive favorite. Right. Last couple of years, we've grown accustomed to seeing. Uh, minus 180, meaning $180 when you 100 on the Warriors because they were such a big favorite, right? Yeah. you saw minus 200s when they got like Boogie and Durant. And, you know, even going back a couple of years, it's like the Heat teams and then you had the Spurs. And, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's the shortest Lakers. odds. Yeah, it's the shortest odds a favorite has been, you know, coming into the year, the Clippers were plus 450. And that's also an inflated number because L.A. is so close to Vegas. That's why they made them plus 450 where, you know, Kawhi load management that's like the new thing I think is an interesting storyline with right. the NBA Paul George had sh- surgery on both his shoulders so who knows when that guy's coming back the report came out today from Chris Haynes and he said that uh within the next three weeks we might see Paul George so that's a very quick recovery and that could always be a, a gift and a curse too yeah. heard Clay's probably not gonna play this year yeah and you know what uh, it sucked because i was i was buying all the stock on the warriors mm-hmm. you know i'm like yo no one's really talking about them they're gonna go back to being the underdog everyone loved especially in the beginning when they first came onto the scene it's like yo we never seen some shit like that where guys yeah. are hitting 45 percent from three you know and their system and whatnot and draymond green was a second round pick who became an all-star all nba caliber guy but I think the thing that the NBA has done, and I don't know if it was to combat it being so top-heavy, was create storylines, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people are talking about the MVP Thanksgiving. Yeah. I never remembered that, uh-huh. you know? And also, it's like, you talk about league pass teams. Like, what's a team that you would want to tune into? Even though they suck, they got some fun guys. Like, the Suns might be that this year. They got your boy Dario. You know, stay with the Croatian team. And even... uh Ricky Rubio uh, and Marcos guys. So yeah. I think the NBA is pretty cool, man. It, it is wide open. I could legit see seven teams
2: represent the West. In the East, I think it's like Milwaukee and uh the six. I feel like it's very Western conference heavy, but at least there's some unpredictability in the East. But I feel like most of the teams that you want to watch in the Western conference, which I think is kind of the theme every year. Yeah. But this year I feel like there's just a lot. Like we even mentioned Utah. Like utah supposed to be really good. Dude. dude, that's my pick to win the finals. Damn. <laughs> Yo, your boy Bogdanovich, yeah, he signed that monster. Dude, I feel like he look everyone gets paid in the nba i want to hear anything about players getting overpaid let my man live. no nah, look yeah. look they they need they need a guy shooting that can stretch you. the floor yeah. they need some shooting
1: they need a guy that's not afraid of a big moment like yo right. this is my two things right and I, I just love talking basketball folks i apologize if you're expecting some football we will get to that right. but i'm a fan of guys in big moments are you gonna ball out or no you know who did that for me last year fred van vliet
2: hey I, even wichita Set- state great him yo, and ron baker the yo, best yo, i'm a big college guy that way we can talk about that in a future episodes uh
1: yeah i mean you've been on if people have listened yeah, yeah, to the yeah. show in the past you've been on many times you're, you're our college guy along with boss but even you know fred van vliet uh seth curry last year was impressive like i like guys that got balls like mm-hmm. yo i don't care if we're down four on the road like i'm gonna take a shot and Bogdanovich is one of those yeah. guys and conley
2: also you call it the bob horry factor
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, big time players, big time games. You know, you're not afraid of the moment. What's your starting five going to look like when the game's on the line? And I think Utah's going to be
2: really good. I used to love traditional big mans. Like, uh, not big, oh, big mans too, but six mans. Like, love Bobby Jackson Grow up. Like, Bobby Jackson, just the 6 man. Unfortunately, injuries call up to him. But those Kings teams, then you just have Bobby Jackson coming out and Scott Pollard with his eight different hairstyles. Just those, the Kings, even though I grew up a Heat fan, those Kings teams, man, biggest atrocities, them never winning the finals. Oh, man, Sojakovic. Back in the day. Weber, Bibby, Bibby Christy, yeah. Vladdy, even though Vladdy is kind of enemy to creations, but we'll leave it at that. But oh Hito, young Hito. Word Turkiglue. Yeah. So um yeah, those Kings teams. I just how they didn't win it. And I know the whole gambling controversy, but what are you gonna do? Damn Tim man Oh man, Turkaglu.
1: Turkaglu and Dwight Howard kept LeBron James out in NBA Finals. Let that sink in.
2: Jameer Nelson, too, man. What? <laughs> no- uh, St. Joe's. Yeah, that was the first, that was the first ever uh, NCAA tournament I ever did, like, a bracket. And I picked St. Joseph's because I loved him and Delonte West. And, Jesus. Uh, they got eliminated. Sweet 16.
1: <laughs> Throwback names. All right, let's get into a little NFL talk. And I think I really want to start off with a storyline that I think is starting to pick up some more momentum. And I think it's the idea of the emergence of Lamar Jackson now. Like, he's really becoming... A, I think he's arguably the best playmaker at quarterback right now in the NFL.
2: Yeah, I would say slightly over Deshaun. Deshaun's found, but he, I think Deshaun makes more plays with his arm right. compared to feet.
1: You mentioned Deshaun and his arm. Wasn't that one of the worst calls you've ever seen, that play where they <sighs> blew the whistle dead? They've done it
2: a lot this year. They did it to Baker Mayfield. They did it to Carson Wentz when they played the Falcons. Like, it's just, you have. I feel like you, with all the experience you have as a ref, you should know when a play is truly dead.
1: Yeah. Man, I always mention this. It's it's unbelievable how Eli Manning was able to make that play in the Super Bowl. That play would never be made now. <laughs> right? Where all those it guys. stopped. Yeah,
2: the play would have blew
1: dead. It would have blown dead. Super and Bowl. Then,
2: um, and then it alters the entire history of the NFL. Hey, but maybe they could change the rules. Like the Saints fans single-handedly changed. Right, right. But yeah. You know, <laughs> we'll throw challenge flags now. <laughs> but we're t- we're guys, we're talking about that play where Deshaun
1: Watson is getting sacked, but he's still on his feet. And then he yeah. throws a touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Yo, ultimately, that could be looked at as a play that cost them. They lost by what seven eight or six? Yeah, but they that was a, that would have been a that would have put them up more points, maybe yeah. change momentum as opposed to you know because that's a win for the defense if you are inside right. the red zone and you oh, hold yeah, the team yeah, to the yeah. field goal, so morale gets boosted. All right. But yeah, you know Lamar Jackson and I don't know am, am I am I crazy for thinking that how many talking heads in sports media said he couldn't like he should be a wide receiver? Wasn't it just Bill Polian? There are probably other scouts, but no real big names. Like, I think the yeah. biggest name was Bill Polian. Yeah, and it, it became, was. It became a big thing where it's like, oh, everyone said he should be a wide receiver. Like, go run routes. Actually, I think it was one guy. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Those are big minimum. names, but there's definitely people out there. Like, Look, just I that. thought yeah. he couldn't throw last yeah. year. And and everything that the Ravens showed me was they agreed with that, right? They were having him run a lot. They rarely aired it out downfield. He had some of the, the lowest A-dots in the league. But then again, it was something that I think is a learning lesson for all of us. What they did in the offseason was actually build a team for Lamar Jackson, right? A lot of tight ends. They got a home run threat in Hollywood Brown, right? They got guys that could stretch the field. Boykin, too, in the draft. He's starting to come up, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's they built last year coming into the year, they had an offense built for Joe Flacco and his strengths. Spoiler, not many strengths for Joe Flacco. But also when you make that change from joe flacco to lamar jackson there's going to be some growing pain so i think that's where i learned my lesson because you know i'm going to be honest and and i like to own up on my mistakes i thought that there were two guys that i thought couldn't throw the football and it was lamar jackson and mitchell trubisky and one (laughs) of them is, is, is it's more reasonable to say that about one of them but
2: lamar jackson man he's balling out and you know He's he's such a playmaker, dude. That one play where I think he got three defenders off balance. Collier, the first round pick just fell on his ass. Like there was a one run where I think he was running to his left. He made like three defenders just go all the other way, and then he just split up field for a first down. And just what he could do with his feet like every week is like I remember the Chiefs game where he think he made like three players missing. He just walked in the end zone and you just see him like pumping his chest. You can see Lamar plays that swagger, but he always makes good decisions. Like he rarely gets reckless. All right, maybe the Chiefs game threw a couple of crazy passes, but they were down like when you're down two possessions in the fourth quarter, you're gonna make some wild decisions. So I don't wanna put that against him. I just I think with him and uh you got credit the Harbaugh, I think they really built a good system around the three tight ends. I think the old lines Damn solid. I love Ronnie Stanley. Yonda's still there. Like They have really good. you got to build a good infrastructure, for, especially for a young quarterback that has limitations. Because Lamar still has some limitations. Like We don't know. we still got to see how he looks against the best defenses. And when they face, like I think it's always key. Like Whenever you're down two possessions, can you come back? Can they rely on your arm? Okay, well, when you kind of have to ban the run, how are you going to respond? Even though Baltimore you have to give them credit, their defense will always keep them in games. Even though they don't have quite an amount of talent, especially in the front seven. They don't have the talent that they used to have. But it's secondary. Like we saw, how about Marcus Peters? That was a very shocking throw by Russell Wilson. You know, he's been in pretty much a consensus MVP so far this year. But I don't know what he saw there. Dude, he baited the shit out of him. Yeah, that dude. was unbelievable. Peter you,
1: but you know what? He's seen him twice a year for the last couple of years. So that yeah, was something was, that maybe he he saw something. He had a tendency that he picked up that maybe others might have not. Um Kind of like that secondary now.
2: Humphrey, Jimmy Smith, um, Peters, Earl Tho- Thomas. Uh, Thomas. excuse Give yeah. er- Pete Carroll though. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Pete. No, you did give love to Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson. Yeah, those were well, those I, guys. Um, I, I didn't know
1: about Russ because it was always that dilemma between you know the oh that article it, that it, is yeah is it the Legion of Boom or is it Russell Wilson and there was always like kind power of power struggle. Yeah, you know, was it the defense that was successful and and that's why Russell Wilson benefited, yeah. but. Yeah, Bobby Wagner, that was his guy, too. And I, I love watching Bobby Wagner. I don't want to get too sidetracked. I, got, I want to go back to Lamar Jackson. What do you think the ceiling is on him as a quarterback? Do you think he could be a guy that throws 30 touchdowns a season? Or do you think he's going to be a guy who, you know, he's on pace to shatter Mike Vick's rushing record? Yeah, And I think that that's something we need to factor when we talk about Lamar Jackson, how he's such a playmaker, dude. Like that, that, that fourth down play where they come off the field, and John Harbaugh goes, "You want to go that, for that?" He's like, "Hell oh, yeah, coach, let's go!" He's like, "You want to go for it?" He talks to his line. He's like, "Let's go!" love how passion he has, yeah. yeah. And yo, you know what? Guys rally behind that. And I don't know, I don't know how long it's going to be sustainable, right? Because running quarterbacks, guys like that that get hit as much as he does, and you know you're carrying the ball ten to fifteen times a and game. he's Fearless, too. it's going to happen. Yeah. But I did, I did uh, notice one thing. Um, I was looking at a uh, Pro Football Index, like Pro Football Reference. Yeah. Dude, he's put on 20 pounds since last year. So do you think that that was something that they might have told him, like, hey, man, look, we're going to have to unleash you. Maybe put on some more bulk, some more size to sustain some of these hits. I guess, yeah, yeah.
2: Especially since he's so young. Right. It's usually the the time of your career where it's like, you got to make a decision. Do you have to lose a little weight, lose a little body fat, or you got to put on some muscle? So I think that's key. I think Hollywood Brown's probably another guy going to have to put on some muscle. You know, as supposed to as he is, I think so he eventually when cornerbacks start pressing him and he's playing more snaps, he's going to take a bit of a beating. So yeah, I think that makes sense. It's just what I'm most impressed by with Lamar, I just, not just his pocket awareness, but just I love when he sidearms it. Like you know when the defender's trying to go up, he just side. Like, he hit Nick Boyle on like this ten yard. Yeah, pace. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, I was just like this guy just knows. Like he has such great awareness. A lot of young quarterbacks you don't see that. You see guys they panic in the pocket or they will just make rash decisions. Lamar, he just he always seems to be in control. I think that's really impressive just given that you see a lot of the quarterbacks in this real class. baker Smith kind of a mess this year. Sam Donald, Monday night. That might have been t- one of the worst performances I've seen in a long time from a quarterback. Sorry, Jet fans, but good Lord. And then you know, Mitchell's Mitchell.
1: So. I fucking loved every moment of that Jet game because everyone was <laughs> shitting on me for Daniel Jones the day before, and he comes out. And You know what's unfortunate for Sam Donald, man? That guy's going to have to live with that sound bite for the rest of his life, no matter how well he does. Because anytime he has a bad game, I guarantee you that shit's going to surface where he goes, I'm seeing ghosts. That's horrible.
2: That's rough. Man, he should just ask Cuddy and Kanye, like, can we just do something with him? <laughs> Yo, know. for real.
1: Yo, here comes a hot take. Who's the best quarterback from that draft class now? Has to be Lamar. Has to be Lamar, yeah, right? Has to be Lamar.
2: I, I, like, I like Baker, but Baker panics way too much for my liking. And I think there's a big tendency people are catching on with Baker. Whenever pressure comes, he always goes to the right. You notice that? I haven't. You got to check it out. Like, when Baker gets rushed, he always goes to the right. Like, I remember in that Rams game, Clay Matthews basically stopped the rush in court. He just said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to contain, and then I'll get to him. Cut him off on yeah. his angle on the outside. And I just think Baker just, I don't know. He trusts his arm way too much. Like, his mechanics go down. Like, I don't know. Just he's – I don't think it, – it's obviously somewhat of a confidence thing, but it's just he gets very erratic for someone I, that has, quote, unquote, great arm talent.
1: Yeah. Um
2: I think a lot of it has
1: to do with his offensive line, too. I just think he has zero trust in that offensive line. Yeah, it line definitely has not help. Because, you know, as a quarterback, and, you know, I played quarterback, too, at a very, very low level. I'm not saying I'm a professional athlete. Obviously, spoiler alert again. But, you know, one thing that they teach you as a quarterback is it's eye level, right? You right. should never be looking at the pass rush and the offensive lineman. It's like they have to do your job. You're reading second and third level. Now, I don't know. Is he dropping his eyes? that. That usually means he is dropping his eyes when he's rolling out the pocket right away. So that could be something. Look, that offensive line is not good. That was my biggest concern coming into the year because it reminded me of that dream team that the Eagles had, right? They had all this talent. They wasted all this money, all these top picks, studs everywhere. But then what happens? That offensive line was not that good back then. And that's the same thing this year. You know, everyone loved Vernon and Beckham coming over, right? That's a big appeal. But you lose Zietler, who's, you know, playing off the Giants. Yeah, Yeah, he's a top guard. You spent big money on him. And that's what happens. So i don't know I, I would have to say lamar jackson i never i never would have thought i would say that i'll be
2: honest with you yeah it has to be just because he's someone that i don't i don't think he's obviously gonna win mvp but he's getting a little consideration when you put him there other than who is it you got wilson holmes i know he's injured right now but he's still gonna be in consideration watson after that I oh rogers is back yeah we'll get to rogers in a little so, bit but but lamar has to be up there and just to do it in seattle like I don't think any quarterbacks really played well against Seattle. here. Maybe Baker had a decent game. Ironically, Baker actually did look half decent, but even like Teddy didn't do much, but Seattle's been one of the best teams in the league. And to do that in Seattle, like I was for I was certain Lamar was gonna make a couple of mistakes in that game and he didn't. He just hooked with it. Speaking of MVP, you know who Christian McCaffrey's dating now?
1: Great girl. I would hope so. Oh, I mean he's only a top three running back. The guy's a stallion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to CFC man. Olivia Copel had him all over his, her her Instagram. And that's uh that's one of my top threes. Damn. Must be nice, right? Being a professional athlete.
2: <sighs> he's living life. Oh yeah. And he deserves it, man. McCaffrey is the real deal. I think him and Dalvin cook this year.
1: Yo, you know what? I was watching um you ever heard of sports track? Sports rack, sports... Oh, I sports rack like the contract website yes, yeah. yes okay so they did a projections over the next five years with yeah. the top p-
2: paid yeah, it's a great website for uh,
1: yeah guys it's fantastic yeah. it tells you you know uh, yeah. s- s- cap hits yeah. bonuses all that. I-, shit. I go on
2: there and realize the falcons are in cap hell <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what i noticed about the giants
2: about oh. 70 million next year maybe
1: getting me erect yo so they did a projection over the next five years the, the highest paid players in the nfl They had Christian McCaffrey making close to $19 I saw that. This was prior to the season. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that. Dude. Over Barkley? Over Barkley. They had him projected to be the most expensive running back in football. Damn. This was coming into the year. Obviously, now what we've seen, it's a little Mm.
2: more justified, I guess. We still don't know what running back value is going to be like going forward because it's such a touchy, not a touchy subject. It's just you don't know who values who. Like, who, like, who's going to invest in a running back? Like, certain teams, like in organizations. Teams like New England don't care. But then you got Dallas. Okay. Yeah, Dallas.
1: Zeke had a monster game on Sunday night. And it was crazy because he does so well against the Eagles. But
2: the Eagles are, you know, they were the number two team in DVOA against the run. Yeah. That, just that Dallas O-line. And I think just the presence of Dak is with those, especially RPOs, you you could just create so much mismatches. And I think just Philly's linebacking core was a little beat up as well. But yeah, Dallas, just they're one team. It's like, doesn't really matter who they're going up against. You just have to put faith in an O line because you know more times than not. Even though they did struggle against the Jets, ironically. Like, I think Zeke averaged only like three points on yards per carry. So that was just a weird game. Like, I can't believe they lost the Jets. That's going to be the head scratching game of the year. And I think when you guys beat the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Like you guys well, should- to be fair, I think Jeffrey got, well, Jeffrey got injured. Deshaun Jackson got injured. Dallas Goddard got injured. So there yeah. were there was a quite a few injuries. But I think what else I was just the as receivers, because that's one of the few talented things about the roster at the moment, going against those Philly corners. Like, one thing hasn't changed. Philly's secondary is a disaster right now. Yeah, like they have to do something before next Tuesday.
1: Man, let's let's talk about Philly because I picked them to be thirteen and three. I picked them to be the top seed in the NFC. I had them too. I love their roster. You know, around this time last year, both the Cowboys and the Eagles were either four and six and three and five. I think the the Eagles were four and six. Mm-hmm. They ended up making the playoffs. Also, the Cowboys were three and five. They trade for Cooper and they go on that run seven and one over the last eight games. So it's not the end of the world, but it is very concerning that some of the issues that Philly has are the ones that we kind of expected, right? Secondary is atrocious. Mm-hmm. Rasul Douglas is a, a night
2: course. Jalen Mills is back. I haven't seen Jalen Mills in a while. I like how he, he he dies for PIs, man. Like I, he literally he got away with one, too. He actually drew it, and then the next time he got... They care the, the, the best
1: was when they were like, you know what? Jalen Mills is coming back this week. And it's like, oh, that guy gets feasted on double moves it was literally something I forgot. Last year I played. Uh, I played. Uh, I forgot what wide receiver was against him, but it was like that guy ran the most double moves in the NFL, and it was like he's he's one of the worst corners at double okay. moves when it comes yeah, to like yeah. PFF analytics stuff. Right. And it's like, man, when that guy is what you expect
2: to get back for your defense to improve,
1: you know you're in trouble. Because they
2: invest a lot. They, they, the Darby trade hasn't worked. The second round pick on Sidney Jones. Just they've actually done quite a bit of corn, just nobody's panning out. And it's getting to the point where it's just like it doesn't matter how good your front seven is, it doesn't matter how good Malcolm Jenkins is, if your corners can't hang on the outside, you're gonna get roasted. in Dallas. They've won the best receiving corps in the league, and we saw it time and time again. Because especially in the NFC, there's so many great receivers there. We like we saw what Devontae Adams is doing to them on that Thursday night game. We saw what Atlanta did to him. It's just I think with Howie Roseman, he's trying to he's gonna figure out something. I don't know who they're gonna get. That apparently the locker room is pissed that they didn't get Ramsey. They thought for sure Ramsey was coming. Like it's hard. You want to give him two first-round picks? I'm not sure if Rosen's the guy to do that, but I still think there's guys out there. I do think low-key they might go after Desmond Trufant. I, I, that could be a fit for them there. you Because know, I don't think Patrick Pearson, I don't think Arizona's going to get rid of him. I think Patrick Pearson's a staple there. Can, but I can see a lot of doing Trufant.
1: Can I float a name out for you? What's another one?
2: Sanders just left to go to San Francisco, oh. so Denver might be on a fire sale, Chris Harris Jr. And Chris Harris Jr. would be a legit upgrade like he would be a big time like i like truth i'm not sure how big of an upgrade he is at this point he's fallen off the past couple years but harris is the real deal like he's someone that could change a defense harris is the truth man and yeah. he used to be the he was the best slot, slot corner
1: yeah. and then you know denver got rid of their corners you know to leave left and who was the other guy opposite of him bradley Roby. bradley Roby. Those guys leave, and then they moved him to the outside. And at first, it was like, yo, is he going to transition well? Because, you know, playing in the slot and then playing on the outside is completely different. But, yeah, he's he's fantastic. Uh, what do you make of Carson Wins? Is he overrated? Is he properly rated? What is it? Because, I think he's
2: probably rated. Right. You just had a bad game. Man. That pick was bad Six Zero Woods. Yeah.
1: Yo, what's up with Aguilar? That guy is... <sighs> dude, I was watching that yeah. game, and I'm laying down watching it on the recliner, and... The ball—it looked like he could have made an
2: effort for it. He's—I don't know, man. Just some. Was just it just your, a brain fart? Like, probably. He has a lot of those. Though. Remember, he was about to get cut a couple years ago because he just kept dropping passes, and they just got tired of him. But they found a niche for him. Like he's a decent slot receiver, and he—he's he, someone that he's a great route runner too. Man, just, he gets open, dude. His hands are just bad, and I don't know. He just has these mental breakdowns, I guess.
1: Yo, no lie, the ball landed from me to you. Like that's what it looked like, and they slowed <laughs> it, would be like it down. A fifty-yard play. <laughs> Yo, easily, and maybe yeah. he escapes the tackle, and that's like a yeah. seventy-yard ball. Well, I think he
2: would have to dive, right? So I'm not sure. Just a li- like yeah. he didn't
1: even put his arms oh, out, yeah, yeah. you know. And then he had the big drop against you guys on oh, Sunday God. Night Football. That probably <laughs> <choose>. <laughs> let, let it have been. Yeah, seven.
2: But do you think? Do you think it's? It's not Carson Wentz, is it? No, I think Carson Wentz. Is fine, it just look Dallas has a lot of talent. I think. I know we both picked Philly, but that was the defense when they start playing with like those players. Like look at Lawrence. Lawrence had a big game. Robert Quinn looks like he's back to his 2013 form. Dude, that that
1: pickup, really I, pick. I said it week one, and I was like, I need to see more because it was against the Giants. And man, that guy, it seems, I don't know if it's true, but it just seems like he gets a sack every week with them. Mm-hmm. And he's been a legit threat. Yeah, his get-off. Yo, this know, guy was weird. a 15-sack guy with, with the Rams. Yeah. I know it's a couple of years ago and things yeah. changed,
2: but... You know, uh, he, about six years, ago. like it's been a while. But Quinn's still good. I think he's a good rotational piece. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. He had some decent years in Miami. He's just he's not the game record that he once was. He used to be a real game record. Yeah, I don't
1: want him to be my number one twenty million dollar a year pass rusher yeah. now. But if he's my second option going up against you know the right tackle or whatnot, yeah. I
2: I like that. Yeah, not having Peters there was big. Philly like didn't have Peters, and Lane Johnson struggled against Lawrence. Just I don't know. Philly like their O line as good as it is, it has these moments like. Where they just can't block anyone. Like Atlanta was beating them up in that Sunday game. Atlanta has had a sack in like four weeks. I which this is just another reason why it's the most bizarre game ever. But just Philly has these moments where just like they've all this talent and whether they they struggle the block, they just can't get a running game going. Like they should be able to get a running game with the talent they have a running back and their offensive line. Just I don't know. And going against Buffalo so week, that's gonna be a really tough test for them because Buffalo's defense is no joke. So once has a couple of. Th- Tough task ahead for him, but I still think Wentz is definitely a top 10 guy. I think just the amount of throws he makes, and for the most part, he makes good decisions. I just think there's, I don't know, between the secondary not playing well and just games where he just gets a little rattled. I think I think he's, he is someone that doesn't respond to pressure as well as he should compared to a guy like Deshaun Watson.
1: Yeah, you know, with, with Wentz, I think, uh, man, they missed Deshaun Jackson, and I know it was a one-game sample size. But you know they they fall into this whole seventeen nothing. That's another thing. Have you seen that stat about the Eagles? They've allowed oh. twenty plus points in every single first half this year.
2: Lost those starts
1: a lot. I mean, yeah. not even that. Just no effort from the right. defense. You know, that's another thing. You talked about Lamar Jackson making stupid throws before. Mm-hmm in the fourth quarter of games when you're down two touchdowns yeah. and that's the same thing you saw with Wentz where like he threw some bad interceptions but that's yeah. like yeah dude I'm down 20. Right. I got to make a play. Mm-hmm. I can't fault you for that. Right. right? I think one of the biggest jokes in NFL history and I I, I stand by this until until the, the day is you know the day's done but I'll never understand how Andrew Luck didn't win Rookie of the Year that year, all because he threw more interceptions than RG three. He also mm-hmm. had three hundred more pass attempts. I think it was. You have to take this into consideration. Yeah, obviously, like you know, everyone was shitting on Jared Goff a couple of weeks ago when he threw the, the that game against the Bucks. Right, yeah. the dude threw two games worth in one game. He had like yeah. sixty eight passes. What was
2: a Niners game?
1: No, no, I'm talking about the, remember the Tampa Bay game? They fell behind,
2: and he had, like, 68 attempts. Yeah, yeah. Gurley line, five carries. Right,
1: you know, but it's like, yeah, dude, he's going to throw three interceptions. He just threw two games worth in one game. Like, a quarterback should never surpass 35 pass attempts. Like, you're in trouble there,
2: you know? I still, when it comes, going back to Philly, I don't think they're really out of it, because I think that division's still up for grabs. Because you never know when Dallas is going to crumble. Yeah, Dallas had the high moment, but it's just, you can't trust the coaching staff. And as much as I like Dak, he has a couple of his... Blunder games. So I'm not running off Philly, especially after last year. It's just at some point, like you have these teams that have like these flaws, and they just year after year it's there. Like the Vikings, their O line, the Falcons with whatever defense, the Giants insert. What do you want to insert? Secondary, I guess. Linebacker, secondary, Linebacker, yeah, pass yeah, rush. Yeah, okay. <laughs> health. It's just this <laughs> health. There's just teams like it's just like, when are you going to address these flaws and like for the Eagles, it's just the secondary. It's just with all the talent out there at corner, like it's. I think that's one of the positions where you should. It shouldn't be too difficult to stock up on talent. Like there's just so much out there when it comes to you used to evaluate properly, and I don't think they've done it. You know what I think the issue is, and it's weird because the
1: Eagles don't do this because they took. The offensive lineman from Ohio State mm-hmm. when they didn't need an offensive lineman, but he's like the heir apparent now to Marcus Peters, right? They built Jason Peters, Jason Peters. Yeah, what did I say? Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters. Uh, wow, that's a very Tim mistake <laughs> of me. Shout out to Tim, man, one time, but they find the heir apparent to, to Jason Peters, right? I always said in the past, one of the things that really killed the Giants, and I can speak on the Giants behalf because I follow them so well, is when they had those really good offensive lines. They tried finding a linebacker in Kiwanuka and like, uh, you know, this running back and that wide receiver. Addressing needs. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm always a BPA guy, best player available, Mm -hmm. and just make it fit, make it work. And then I think in free agency, you should go and get your needs, right? I need a linebacker. Let me go get this guy because I know what he can bring to the table. So when it comes to building a roster, I think that's the issue with the Eagles and I mean, how long has it been since Asante Samuel was there? It's been a while,
2: right? <sighs> but that, I, 2011? like that, twenty eleven. Like Samuel went to Atlanta in twenty twelve. So, I like, have it. they had a good corner since then? Like, I know they brought well, wow. Asamua, uh, Asamoga. That was and, the same time frame. Yeah, jeez, oh, I'm trying to think of someone right now. It's
1: hard. And I, and look, I know they won a Super Bowl. So ultimately, they did what they every team wants to, to do. <laughs> it's but, the craziest thing. <laughs>
2: That just shows that D line Cox Graham, they they had a lot of time. Chris Long Chris stepped Long, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, because so I'm thinking about Eagles. like I'm thinking about Lido Shepherd right now. It's just Jesus way of, Troy Vincent's like the commissioner or not commissioner. He he's one of like the main executives in football right now. But yeah, like I just you could, but that goes to show you, especially being a Giants fan, what a pass rush could do for you. Oh, dude, I've seen the
1: Giants win Super Bowls with Corey Webster and Aaron Ross. If you have a pass rush, it it, it covers up all the
2: issues in the backfield. We'll we'll say Patrick Robinson was a really low-key good sign. He was, yeah. Yeah, It was only one year, but that was a big part of the reason why they won the Super Bowl.
1: Here comes the money. Here we go. Money Talks. Here comes the money. New sponsor for Veterans Minimum and a special, special shout out to the good folks over at Manscaped. Support for Veterans Minimum comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Baby, listen, what a fantastic, fantastic play on words. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary, that's a bar, skin-safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. I've had my fair share. If you've seen me, I am very, very hairy, folks. That comes from being a dirty, dirty lamb of Greek descent. And you don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls because that's just nasty and that's ratchet. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code VM at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls and I will thank you later. That is manscaped.com at checkout. Use the promo code VM for 20% off and free shipping. All right, let's, uh, let's talk a little trades. Right? So I mentioned Chris Harris Jr., I would like to see him go to a Philly. I would like to see him go to Kansas City. I don't know if Denver trades in division. If that's like a thing in the NFL, yeah, I don't think they would do it. Um, but that's that's what I would like to see. You know, we saw a couple trades earlier this week. We had Sanders go to San Francisco. I'll be honest with you, not a fan of it.
2: Well, you you're desperate on Green Bay,
1: but I also think yeah, but I also think he's a very similar wide receiver to like Dante Pettis, Goodwin. Debo Samuel Well Goodwin I think is more An outside home yeah, run threat Like a Deshaun Jackson yeah. But you know They have guys like Sanders Where I would have liked to see a A.J. Green I They didn't have to, to give see- up much though that's true. Yeah. So maybe that's and, and why? You're,
2: yeah, and you're, and you're getting someone that's established. Yeah. You're getting a real capable receiver, someone that could take over a game. Like Samuels was the real deal. Sanders is the real deal in terms of just what he could bring as a receiver. So I don't think you would be too cruel. The fit's not ideal, but it's Kyle Shanahan, man. He's going to make it work. That's true. That's true. And also, I'm trying to think. remember your team when, you know, the, the
1: Falcons 2016 season where that was peak Falcons, peak, yeah. peak Shanahan. You know, outside of Julio, you kind of had a lot of undersized wide receivers. Would you say? Well, it's yeah, Sanu too. Ooh. Sanu,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but, Sanu but getting yeah, traded yeah. to, to the they Patriots. They had guys like Aldrick Robson, Taylor Gabriel, so they did have Justin Hardy there. randomly Justin would Hardy, catch yeah. like a forty yard pass yeah. and, and
1: blow oh, up DFS slates. <laughs> a
2: great day, great days. But uh, I I don't th- the fit's not great, but I'm just happy to see Sanders in a really fun offense. He's someone that's had to put up a, a lot of. Bad quarterback play, like him and al Robinson are the two guys. I think <laughs> I think guys are like, damn, can you just get this guy a good court? You know Jimmy G. There's still some question marks, but uh, I still think Jimmy G. is de- good enough. Where- He's an upgrade from Flacco. Oh, not get, that's let's not let's not like the crazy! Period. And I end this podcast no, right now. No, honestly not. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Come on.
1: laughs> but Sanu, your boy, and uh I wanted you to share this. You and Sanu are kind of kind of homies.
2: yeah, me? Sanu's one of my fair guys. In line. I would say Sanu, Ricardo Allen. Jack Crawford, or Carl, uh, who else? Like, Robert Alford, when he was there, was cool. Uh, he gets a lot of heat, but Vic Beasley was always good to me. There's a guy, that, Ron Schreer, who retired, just, Sanu was always a guy that would always want to do interviews either, regardless of win or loss, so he was one of the guys I always go to in the locker room, and he's also DM'd me in the past just giving me praise for my work. He just, he really loved the land community, and I interviewed, so I did an interview with him June of last summer, and, we talked for like a 15, 20 minutes and yeah, he couldn't have been better to me. And he just talked about how much he loved the land, just the vibe of the community and you know, just how much of a class organization they are. So uh, I could tell like when that trade happened, because there were actually rumors back in April, they were thinking about trading just because land is cap situation. Is just, there's so many guys on big contracts and a lot of older teams. So I think new England was interested in him land and budge because the land was all in this year, which is why the situation there is just so bad right now. They were ready. They were, expecting it could be for a Super Bowl so at this point they were just like okay so they're probably going to release him this offseason I think he's owed six and a half mil he's 30 years old so the fact that they got second rounder for him I think is crazy now New England they have so much draft capital and Belichick's always had a hard on for us like I remember with the Super Bowl uh, press conference, like four days before, him, and they were like, Belichick was talking about, like, a series. He's like, yeah, he loves to do everything he brings to do. And they were – well, first of all, he's always like the Rutgers players. So the Yo, just yeah. Isn't that so yeah. random? The, well, I think he's boys with Shiano
1: so maybe that's the Well, case. Bel- Belichick has always said in the past how he uses the college guys that he's really close with mm-hmm. as sources mm-hmm. because they either coach them or, you know, like with, with Nick Saban, right? Yeah. He has a lot of SEC players on his mm-hmm. team. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to go down to Tuscaloosa and I'm going to talk to Nick Saban because he either prepares for these guys. He scouts these dudes maybe to bring them to Alabama or they were Bama guys, you know, like Hightower is one of the best. I'm pretty sure Hightower went to uh Alabama. I want to say, uh, yeah, if you could just check that out. But yeah, it's uh the the McCourty twins. They're over there. They're Rutgers he alumni. Went to Bama, yeah. yeah, he went to Bama. So. Yeah, they just, you know, Sony Michelle, he's, a, he's Georgia. a Georgia guy, yeah. you know, so it's like he stays within that, within like that area, and mm-hmm. he just dominates. He has a
2: favoritism, that. yeah. But, it's, yeah, new because there's certain players, they they just distance themselves from social media. They don't care. But then there's other players, like they'll appreciate, you know, Art or Ryder, the film breakdown. Like he just always was like that. So, yeah, I was definitely a little bummed to see him go. Always a bit good guy. But I'm. Look, he's on a 1-6 team. He's 30 years old. Let him go get it. And it's Kyronk. He's going to New England considering what happened in the Super Bowl a few years ago. So uh, now it's just go get it. Hit like It was kind of the same thing with Adrian Claiborne last year. Mm-hmm. Although Claiborne had a torn labrum. He didn't play in that Super Bowl. But he went to New England. He got himself a ring. So now is going to go do his thing. And I could just tell Belichick's like because New England was going hard for him in 2016. But they couldn't afford him. Atlanta got him the better contract. So, yeah. It's a weird fit. Once again, kind of a weird fit because he's not a vertical threat, but. Him and Alman they'll rotate between me and the slot because the news most known for being a slot. Yeah. But, uh, Dude, what about the trick plays now? Yeah, he's the second-best quarterback in the AFC. Sorry, Jeff, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, he
2: has, like, a, a perfect pass. I think he's, like, four or five. Uh, he had a perfect to last year. They tried against Baltimore. On a third and one, they tried running, as I like infamously put, the Sanu cat. And uh, he overthrew Julio by like 10 yards. But uh, beforehand, he had the perfect one. Especially there's this dime back in 2017. He hit Julio in stride against Tampa. You know, they had to give a little salute to Mike Smith. <laughs> Poor Mike Smith. Sanu just dropped a, I think it was like a 48 yard bomb to Julio and just. Was yeah. it the one that he caught like. Yeah, that was the one at the but, pylon. But if you see some of the throws he did against Cincinnati, made him when he was on the Bengals. Like he had one to Andy Dalton one time, which is great. But yeah, I can't wait. You know what's gonna happen? They're gonna, they're gonna. I don't know if it's gonna be the it. Super Bowl, but it's gonna happen. In the playoffs. They'll yeah. throw
1: it to Edelman. He'll throw it back to Sanu, and then he'll throw it to like Brady <laughs> to like Izzo, the backup <laughs> oh, tight end, or some wild shit.
2: It's gonna be great. But yeah, it's it's cool to see him go there. I'm not sure. Look, they're gonna make it work. It's just I I would thought. I thought New England maybe could use more of a vertical threat, such as Josh Goren's not gonna be back, and right, I don't know how much IR. you rely on Dorsett either. So that they need a vertical threat, but then again, it's the Patriots; they can do whatever they want. And who knows? Maybe they could still try to get someone like OJ Howard, which I heard there's rumors of.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing something about uh, Michael Bennett being traded or released. I don't know what happened released, there. Yeah. Man. You don't
2: see Bochek give up on too many like talented guys unless they go AY yeah, or like, yeah, like But what's
1: yeah. up? What's like another trade you would want to see happen?
2: I want to see the Packers make a move for some receiver. That's, it's just, you all get their receivers now. I know Rodgers did his thing with them, but I just think if they had someone else, they could possibly really compete for a super- Like, they're going to be in the playoffs, but I'm not sure if they're going to really contend for Super Bowl. I still think there's, they have some flaws, but I just think another receiver could do wonders for that offense. Are you factoring in the return of Devontae Adams, too? Oh, yeah, that? absolutely. Of course, but I still think they could use one more.
1: Because MVS last week had a He had a fluke game. I think he ran 14 routes, and he had that one big touchdown that, you know... He's just so inconsistent. Yeah, and then... Can't really rely on Geronimo either. Kumaro and Lazard led the team in snaps, Mm -hmm. and I think snaps is very telling because it means that they trust you out there and they have you out on the field and whatnot, and opportunity presents itself when you play a lot of snaps. Uh, It was crazy when Pat Mahomes got Tyreek Hill back two weeks ago. No, the Thursday night game. No, was it? Yeah, the Thursday night game. It was... um,
2: no, wasn't the game against Houston? The game against Houston. Houston. That's
1: what it was. <laughs> First drive. Uh, Tyreek Hill had ten targets on like twenty-one snaps. <laughs> yeah. so he dominated the market share of targets, yeah. but it's one of those things where I think uh, I think snap snap count is very telling. And yeah, I would. I mean, I've been saying uh, the ideal fit for me was a slot wide receiver. Mm. I mean, ultimate pipe dream. It probably won't happen, but
2: Keenan Allen. Yeah, Chargers are not selling at this point. <laughs> I like to see the Bengals start selling, man. think of players, whether it's AJ or Geno Atkins, just, can the Bengals just get rid of some people on that team? Like, the Falcons are starting to do that. I don't know what they can get. Like, they're trying to trade Vic Beasley. No one's budging for that. But maybe they'll get rid of True Fun Or I hear Alex Mack might be an option. Who knows? I just think teams at this point that have clearly underachieved should start being sellers. And I think the Falcons and Bengals are prime. Like, we've seen the Dolphins. They were selling in week one. Uh, yeah. Or they were selling before the season. <laughs> yeah, Dolphins were checked out before the season started. So, I, yeah, I'd just like to see bad teams selling. Maybe the Redskins. Like, all right, I don't know what – I don't think anyone's touching Josh Norman's contract. But, man, like, Trent Williams. Can I, can I watch Trent Williams play football? Like, can the Browns just get him?
1: I can't think of any other trait. Uh, you know, we talked about Philly and Kansas City getting, getting corners. Dude, serious question. If the Bears got calls, if the, Andy Dalton for Mitchell Trubisky,
2: well, I don't think any team would take Trubisky. Oh, it's oh, it like a reclamation project, maybe. I'm saying, oh, would yeah. it be crazy
1: if, dude, Trubisky's holding that team back? Oh yeah, it, it's 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 unbelievable. A case last year, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. But if the Bengals with their call and be like, "Yo,
2: give us Trubisky," here's Andy Dalton. Who says no? I wouldn't say no, but I was I would try to get Mariota. For, I think Mariota would be a cool fit there. I just think him and Matt Nagy, it could, yeah. it could work. Yeah, I would like to see Mariota. I don't know about Winston. Winston's just too crazy. I just think Mariota, given his athleticism, he do, do work a lot of RPOs in there because you know Matt Nagy loves mm-hmm. right, RPOs. I just think maybe it could work. But then again, Mariota, when it just comes... cool. Well, any sort of... Like you want to put a Hawaiian guy in Chicago? Yeah, like he's the most fragile quarterback. So I don't think it's kind of, God <laughs> Almighty Allen. I just think the fit. It's like was twelve like, degrees in December, yeah, like in this Chi-Town. guy gets injured. Like his fingers bent. Like yeah, I, I yeah, like yeah. Mariota, but it's just he's the most fragile quarterback I think I've ever seen in my life. Man, that guy I think is going
1: to go down as a what if because he was when he was healthy and he was on. Like yo, I, I always say I, I loved him coming out of Oregon. He was a completely different quarterback in Oregon. From the Oregon quarterbacks, I right? was like Joey Harrington and yeah. those guys, but <laughs> Joey. but uh, you know he was tremendous in the red zone. He was like twenty eight touchdowns, no he interceptions really the first few years. Scary efficient too. There was that one stretch of games where if you took the last eight games of, uh, I think it was year two of Mariota, and you were to stretch it out over a whole season, it was like forty five hundred yards, thirty three touchdowns, twelve interceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the per sixteen yeah. kind of thing, but. You know, different offensive coordinator every year kind the, of thing. The last
2: two Tennessee quarterbacks, him and Jake Locker are big what-ifs. Remember Jake Locker?
1: Well, Jake Locker was supposed to be like the number one pick in the draft and then went back to school yeah. and then kind of, you know, sort of Cushed Matt Liner. Ruined him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow, Jake Locker. That's a, that's a TVT right there. A- any other trades you want to see? I kind of if I'm if i if I'm the Chargers, I'm trying to get whatever I can for Melvin Gordon oh, because I
2: don't think it's good. He's averaging like two point four yards per carry.
1: Dude, he, Austin Eckler is so much better than him. Yeah, uh, he's so much more versatile, more explosive. The team flows better, right? Last year I was saying the same thing about. I didn't know what the numbers were and the next gen stats between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, but. Just watching, and I'm a big eye test guy, and sometimes I do get in trouble for that, yeah. but I like watching and being like, yo, you know what? The offense just looks better than when Aaron Jones is in there. And right now for the Chargers, who shit has hit the fan over there for them too, I think that Melvin Gordon is just holding them back, and I would like to see them get rid of Melvin Gordon for anything also.
2: Yeah. Like I thought Tampa Bay would be a decent fit, but I just I don't see any team budging now, especially after what happened the offseason. Just watching him now, it just – I don't know what he's gonna to bring to the table, so it's gonna be difficult. Uh, I still want to see Robbie Anderson go somewhere. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just down the Jets. I can't take the Jets seriously with that coaching step. Just look at Am Gase and Greg Owens. It's oh, just so so. New one for a two. What does Robbie Anderson go that's for? Cr- I, man, that, that's what that kind a of crushed the receiver market. I think he's worth it too, but I, just Robbie, he's had a couple off-season, uh, off-season well, off well off-the-field instance, so who knows? But just. He's one of the best vertical threats in the league. Like to me, he's a better version of Will Fuller. Like because you know he's not gonna drop the ball, and I think his route tree is better. So Will Fuller is kind he's of. He's also one healthier, actual. Robbie. Oh Henderson. yeah, well yeah,
1: that's a thing.
2: Fuller's out again.
1: Like he's yeah. out. I, I think he's out a couple
2: yeah, weeks. But I just, I don't know who, where. I just, I don't think the Jets are utilizing him properly. I just, you watch Robbie, and it's just like this guy could bring so much to the table. This guy could get a 1,200 yard receiver every year if he just had the right infrastructure around him. So, uh, but I don't see the Jets really budging. They're a stubborn organization.
1: Let's get to the week eight slate of games, and man, oh man! If you guys want to make plans this Sunday to go out and go apple apple picking or pumpkin pip pip ah pumpkin p- picking <laughs> pumpkin picking, <laughs> if you guys want to do something, this is definitely the slate of games to do it. I think it is a disaster. Yeah. Uh, we kind of struggled to put games together. We
2: lost this. Well, maybe not. I I still don't see. I don't know if you saw reports, but Holmes. Might play, but don't play him. Don't yeah. don't play Mahomes. That would. Just, no, there's I, no point.
1: There's I, no point. I think Andy Reid's too smart for that. Don't do it. Just take the L. You rather you rather sacrifice one week than the rest of your season. Yeah, I think. And you're still what?
2: You're five and two still. Oh, that division too. Like they got the. You. I would give Mahomes two weeks off or three weeks off, whatever it may be. Like that division. There's no threats there. What's the biggest threat? The Raiders.
1: I'm pulling up. I I, I want to say that they're five and three, right? No, five and two.
2: Uh the Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs are five and because they had that two game losing streak. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Chiefs are five and two. Like a, yeah, they go for their loss to two. Like, come on. There's that, that, that division that division like might be the worst outside of Kansas State. Like, them and that and the NFC East are just bad right now. I don't know why it's taking so long for me to find this. What, the Chiefs?
1: Oh, there it is. I got it. Yeah, they're five and two. Yeah. They're chilling. Like Take another loss, if anything. You know, crazier shit has happened in uh, on, on Sunday Night Football, but don't, don't play him. Dude, he dislocated his knee. He yeah.
2: Could, uh, come on. Yeah, it's carded. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, nah. You thought your season was doomed, and now you have that guy practicing? No. Just rest mm-hmm. him and go from there. Let's start off with that game, because you know, we got the Packers. That was supposed to be the battle of Mahomes, the heir apparent to the GOAT. The, the most talented quarterback Yo, you
2: talking about right now just bumming me out oh, man Damn
1: dude it. think about how many games we've missed out on
2: because this, this is like once right? every four years There's Like a, we don't know if it's ever gonna happen again now we, you know it's supposed to
1: be right Rodgers Mahomes Luck whoop. Mahomes yeah. uh, uh, Dak and Breeze at least it would have been, you know, but Bridgewater, shit, he's five and zero. Yeah. Quarterback controversy in New Orleans? No. Nah, right? Yeah, let's not get crazy. NFC <laughs> too- South, too many
2: quarterback controversy.
1: What do you, what do you, what do you think about this game, man? It's going to be Matt Moore stepping in for Pat Mahomes. Uh, it's the biggest difference in quarterback rate of any game this week. Rogers eighty nine point one, Matt Moore fifty three point one. Shout out to my guy Taryn over at PFF
2: sending the stats in. I'm just excited to see what Andy Reid's gonna do. Like, what can Andy Reid put together to like, just in terms of game plan with how they can get Kelsey Volter? Like, how those threats, Sammy Watkins, could come back? But I just want to see how this Packers on the other side, this Packers defense, can they impose their will against an offense that is now kind of decimated? Like, I think the Chiefs' offense lines looked a little fragile as well. So, can guys like Zadarius Smith, who I think's been low key one of the best signings, and Preston Smith as well, those Packers edge rushers are getting after it. So I want to see if they can get after Matt Moore.
1: Also, uh, Green Bay offensive line in the trenches—you know, uh, guard, center, guard—they allow more pressures on the quarterback than their tackles do.
2: Oh, is a beast, and yeah, has always been. And so. you
1: got uh, you got Chris Jones, who's questionable. He's one of my favorite defensive tackles to watch. That guy's a yeah. game record. Also, kind of had
2: a down year so far. Hasn't really. Mm-hmm. Oh, Frank Clark's another one. Although, it's it's funny how they got going against Flacco. Flacco unleashed the Chiefs' uh, sleepy pass rush with his uh, eight seconds of just waiting around taking sacks. Those Man, th- what quarterback puts you to
1: sleep quicker? Joe Flacco, Eli Manning, Andy Dolan? can't really count Eli anymore, right?
2: But even, you know, like, j- just the tail end of nah, Eli Flacco says, has to be
1: Flacco. Flacco. It's- Do you know
2: Dolan has, like, five rushing touchdowns this year? Like, he, he's running. <laughs> he's running for his life. That's <laughs> yeah. why.
1: But this game, you know, like we we kind of were forced to pick this game just because if you look at it from a record perspective, five and two against six and one. But and the Chiefs still have a lot of roster
2: talent. Like I know this is kind of a mismatch, but they still have players like that can make. They do players. have playmakers,
1: yeah. yeah. And you know what's funny? The last time I said something like this, the Colts ended up winning. Remember we talked right. about Colts you know, Chiefs? I
2: respect great coaching. And the Chiefs have great coaching, and we'll see what Spags will come up with. Spags, hey, remember what he did against Rodgers? Years? I know it was like years ago, but. <laughs>
1: 15-1,
2: shut that shit down. Bird of memories right now.
1: But, yeah, I think, you know, Matt Moore, one of the better backups. But you, you have
2: to say he is one of the better backups. Yeah, There's but a lot still, of bad
1: backups. Like, oh, come on, I watched Matt Schaub. He might start this week. Yeah, but I, I just think the drop-off is very significant. And, you know, I think if if you're Green Bay, you kind of got a steamroll. For and that the, Chiefs
2: defense isn't a defense. Yeah, 20th-ranked defense. Yeah, it's just after especially what Rodgers just did. I I think the Packers will run away with this, but I'm just excited to see what a coach like Andy Reid could do. What, what kind of game they put together? Who knows? Maybe they'll run the ball with Sean McCoy 15, 20 times. It could be Green Bay's run D is very questionable. Like we've seen them get torched quite a bit this season. So you know, who knows? But yeah, you have to go Green Bay.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Green
2: Bay as well.
1: This game is is there a bigger coaching mismatch? Ooh, Patriots versus the Browns. Oh, Freddie, poor Fred.
2: Freddie, Freddie, Freddy,
1: Also, Belichick is putting his spell on Odell already. Yeah, I saw that. He's got the best quarterback in the league, so I don't know what spell exactly well, he Well, he, you know, uh, he came, Belichick came out and said, you know, enjoy enjoy today because you don't know what's to come kind of thing. And I took that as, yeah, you know We're going to slap number 24 on you, and it's going to be quiet. Is this distant. the last
2: game Cream Hunt suspended? Might be, right? <sighs> is it?
1: That's eight games. I think they've had a I think a bye. he comes back week 10. Yeah,
2: because they've had a bye
1: already. Yeah, they've had a bye, and I'm pretty sure he comes back week 10. Yeah, so yeah. that's going to be an interesting wrinkle. But you know what? you got Nick Chubb, man. I think Nick Chubb is. Oh, Nick Chubb's know, nice. You star. talked about McCaffrey and Cook. I think the, the the breakout star this year also is Nick Chubb, for those that might have not known. you yeah, know, yeah. like Consistently, this guy has been balling when they're giving him the ball. But you know, Patriots, PFF's number one overall team in the power rankings, and they have the number one defense. Their defense, if the offense never took the field, did you see that stat that was going it on? Did. So if the Patriots' defense just took the field and the offense never stepped on the field, the amount of scoring that they've either allowed or put up themselves, mm-hmm. they'd be 3-3-1. Three, three they, they'd be like the Cardinals. That, how is that defense so good, dude? Like, do they have... They don't have no big-name player. Like, Stephon Gilmore is... That dude, Devin McCourty, still in the best safeties. Yeah, I
2: put him up there.
1: Noy was like a, a cast-off, and they yeah. stole Jamie him Jamie Collins
2: is really come on. It, it, funny that he left Cleveland. Now look at him now in New England after he had his emergence. So no, I think Jamie Collins is a so play. I really like Danny Scha- Dude, there's a lot of former Browns on this Patriots defense. Like, this a revenge game glory. You have him. You have the other McCourty. You got Jamie Collins. Like, <laughs> you have three former Browns on this defense playing key roles. So it's just, I don't know. But let's cater. In the fact, scheduling has been very favorable. Yeah, you know, this was a game that I kind of had circled, that and the
1: Jet game, where I'm like, you know what, this is where New England might get tested. Obviously, They've already made one out.
2: second-year quarterback look bad.
1: Right, right. Now, now Baker comes in. Um,
2: <sighs> and like I said before, in terms of him going to his right, if any team knows how to execute, like contain on the edge, it's New England. And I bet you Belichick is going to tell his edge rushers to especially from that side, because Baker will run into pressure. Because look, he's he gets happy feet. I think we've seen that with Baker Mayfield. He's someone that keeps his eye, you know, his eyes go down when he sees pressure. So for me, I just, I could see him getting really rattled in this one. It could get ugly for Baker. Like this is a game where we're really going to see we're we're going to see how composed can he be. This game is in New England. I believe it's in Cleveland. Oh,
1: if it's in Cleveland, I feel a little better about
2: it. I should probably check this. With my fault.
1: No, no, you're, no, it's in New England. Oh, Jesus. 13-point <laughs> favorites. Jesus Christ. The look-ahead line to this was seven, meaning when they first put out the line for this game, it was a seven-point line right. projecting ahead.
2: I am interested to see what kind of protections they run to keep... Miles Garrett from tear him up because I think Marshall nuance is a left tackle. Ooh. And Trust that's a problem. Me, I know. But I, know. Uh, I think Belichick's he's gonna figure out a way to devise protection towards him. But you know, still got Sean Richardson, you got Vernon, like that D line like I I, th- I expect Brady a lot of dump offs in this game.
1: Well, you know what? Also that secondary isn't too bad in in Cleveland. It yeah. just hasn't been healthy. Yeah, you know, that's they've missed stuck. yeah, and Greedy Williams too, who's kind of was I thought would have been a steal of the draft or where he got taken. But you know, um, what do you do if you're New England? You think they, they do the uh the Belichick way where they, they kinda put maybe Stefan Gilmore on Landry and then they double Odell and then Yeah.
2: That's a possibility.
1: That wouldn't surprise me. That I, seems to be their yeah. their route when yeah. you know
2: I think just depending on personnel as well, like who like 'cause Landry he goes into the slot quite a bit, so do they want to take the number two into the slot? So and you know, who we'll see whether it's Higgins or Callaway, depending on their three wide receiver sets, so It'll be interesting how they match up outside. I just think Belichick, he's just, I think the main key for them is just making sure Miles Garrett doesn't take over because he's someone that could just completely wreck a game plan.
1: What do you got in this game? Were we going to New England blowout again? I don't could. know about
2: blowout, but I could see like a convincing victory. Like they'll pull away in the fourth quarter. Man, I think, uh, I think I it's see a big James White game, by the way. Could be. Could be. You know,
1: Sony Michel didn't play well on Monday. Like he was averaging like two yards per carry. Yeah, he hasn't ran. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's just a vision thing, but he has not Yo, been they, productive. Picked, they they fucked up. They picked the wrong Georgia back. Nick Chubb. Did they pick Michelle over him? Or is yeah, it Michelle year? was the first round pick, dude. Was it the same draft though? Yeah, last year.
2: Nah, I gotta look that up. Yeah, guarantee you. Really?
1: Ga yeah, it's this is a lamb diction. Because I feel like Sony's been in the
2: league for a little bit
1: now. Nah, Sony was a rookie last year, bro. He was the first round wow, pick. Wow, 2018 draft. Would Isaiah win? Also yeah. from Georgia. And 2018, yeah, and yeah. Nick Chubb. You know, it's gonna sound crazy, but one of the reasons why I I really wanted a quarterback in 2018 was because I still like Royce Freeman. I I loved Nick Chubb coming out. I liked Sony Michelle. There was a lot of good running backs. You know, obviously Barkley is the best of all of them, mm-hmm. but man, Nick Chubb is in that discussion too, man. I think Nick Chubb. As Nick Chubb goes, I think he should be the focal point of this offense. And as he goes, I think that's how the the Browns go. But ultimately, I'm going to go with the New England Patriots in this game. All right. This is actually the marquee game of the weekend, I think, in my opinion. I'm excited. Panthers versus the undefeated San Francisco 49ers.
2: Two very stout defense. I don't think Carolina's defense is getting enough credit this year. They've been pretty damn good. Man, they lead the league in turnovers. Yeah. Jameis uh helped out yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it did, it did. But you know what? Hey, you are you are who yeah. you play. You know, you're sometimes you gotta deal with it. Yeah. But But they're one of the few defenses that made Deshaun look really bad. And you have to get embraced for that. Kyle Allen, is that a quarterback controversy? No. I know I ask you every week, but no. no? You're going with Cam
2: when he comes back? Yeah, and Greg also would agree if you listen to Greg Olson right. on like yeah, every yeah.
1: platform. <laughs> right, right. But I think with this game too, this is you know, if you're same frame, you don't wanna You don't want to let up. You want to continue to dominate and have maybe the road go through your neck of the woods come playoff time. If you're Carolina, you know, you're only one game back in the division. And have they played the Saints yet? No. They haven't played this. So you have ground that you can make up. You know, even going back to the NFC East, Dallas has to go visit Philadelphia. So Philly could essentially be tied if you, you know, you take care of your business and whatnot. But, man, Carolina, it seems, uh, I mean, they're, they're riding Christian McCaffrey probably to the ground. He's on pace to have a better season than LT. Wow. From from a yardage and touch perspective, now touchdowns, you know, LT has a single-season touchdown record. I don't know if he's going to surpass that. But everything else, he's ahead of him through six games played. Now also you need to factor in the the, the PEDs of Olivia Coppo, which we'll save oh. for another time. But I think everything is running through Christian McCaffrey. And because he's so versatile, he's not a running back who's just a a downhill runner. They can split him out wide, they could do a lot of things. They have a lot of guys that I think are versatile on that offense too.
2: Yeah, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel
1: got going in that London game. DJ DJ Moore, we know about, right? You still have all reliable and Greg Olson. You know, he's he's a lot slower than he used to be, Mm -hmm. but he's still productive. And I think with this offense is outside of McCaffrey, it's like okay pieces, but
2: for what they the team asks him to do, it's very productive. I think there are another team that are interested in Sanders. I've never seen their name was mentioned. So that could be a good fit, although, but actually, it could be a weird fit. but looking at the receivers. But I love Curtis Sam. I think the receiver who doesn't get enough appreciation. And some of those catches he made against Tampa Bay, like in traffic, because when you look at Curtis Sam like, oh this guy doesn't make contested catches. But look at him; he's very physical for pretty small receiver right so he's a playmaker but uh the san Fran defense they may be top five right now just especially up front like it's crazy that they got buckner and ford yet i've already think that bose is their best defensive lineman like i think bose is scary good even right more there. than d ford yeah i think bose is gonna, I, like maybe not right now because you still want to see more but i think talent wise they bose is going to surpass d board uh d ford there were some people out of ohio state saying that he was better than his brother yeah i've heard that too so like, like that that Washington slop fest was hard to watch, but Bosa was making plays all over the field in that one.
1: Yeah. And the secondary is really good. And, you know, Quan Alexander is playing well for them overpaid. Sure. But
2: you need those three down linebackers. Yeah. They might miss tackles, but Quan Alexander, he has their range and, you know, I think it's a really, it's, we're going to see a lot of good linebacker play because I think another linebacker that's really stepped up his game this year is Shaq Thompson. He's mm-hmm. really come on. Like Everyone talks about Keekley but Shaq Thompson. And Thompson had to play a bigger role this year. This just the first year Carolina doesn't have Thomas Davis, Davis for the yeah. first time in like 14 years. So he's stepping up as well. We're going to see a lot of good defense game. I think it's going to come down to you know, obviously – what quarterback makes less fewer mistakes. But also, you know, I think the... Because I'm interested to see what North Turner could do. Because he's someone I'm still effing on, but I'll admit, North Turner has done a lot better than I thought he would in the Carolina role. But, you know, I, when it comes to play calling, Kyle Shanahan, you got to put your faith in Shanny. Can Can Jimmy G be a quarterback
1: you see one day lift the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, I just... Right now, I think he's average at best. I think he just he's someone that... He, I don't know. He, I thought he would be a lot more accurate. He just makes a lot of inaccurate throws. He throws a little behind a lot of his receivers. He doesn't make the right reads sometimes. Like He threw a really ugly pick against Washington last week. I expected I a little more from him. But Right. Well, yeah. I, I think you can you can maybe toss that game away because it was fucking monsoon. It was a slop fest. Yeah. But, no, but he hasn't looked great this year, as right. we said. Like, I think a lot of people have expectations because that 2017 season, those, what, five, six games? He was tearing up the league. People are like, oh, my God. I'll never forget. Love Evan Silva to death. Great guy. But he said, oh, wow, Jimmy G has learned Kyle Shan's offense at five games while it took Matt Ryan over a year. And then you'll see Jimmy G didn't play that great last year in those three games, and he's kind right. of still this year. So it just kind of a little bit of overreaction. And I, but I still think like I would take him over a lot of quarterback star right now. but I think Garoppolo, given the the bar he said twenty seventeen, he hasn't quite met it yet.
1: Man. The overreaction in the NFL is like no other league. Yeah, it's a week-to-week thing. We That's true, yeah. Because, you know, last week we're praising Deshaun Watson, and then this week it's like, ah, and overhyped, not, overrated. Not to get on your case, but Daniel Jones. Hey, listen, man, you watch your tone, right? <laughs> okay. No, look, Daniel Jones, yeah, now it's he's come back to earth, right? Yeah. A lot of turnovers and whatnot. I'm still happy with it. I think of going course, forward. It's a growing process. The yeah, growing, yeah, yeah. yeah, get him out now, man. Get him out now. Get him on out. I have no expectations for this season at all. I want them to do the right thing in the offseason. Let him go throw as many interceptions as you want.
2: It's cool. I think we found a guy. Yeah. Put What's around some thing? pieces. Uh, put some pieces yeah. around them. You're chilling. It's just that tweet. What was it? Second best quarterback under 25? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got know, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson kind of closed the gap yeah, there. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's why Pat Mahomes yeah, is the first right. one. But so. who are
1: you going in this game, man?
2: Cause I think this is definitely the game of the week. Yeah, it's. I love this. I, I, I like good defensive battles where you know there's a lot of talent in the field, but there's still enough playmakers on both sides offensively where it could be a good test. But I'm going to go San Fran, just so i going to have faith in Shannon. I think those running backs make a difference. Tevin Coleman in the past has some big game against Carolina. Mm. I can see him being used as a receiver here, put him in a slot, create some mismatches. Whether it's him and oh, we'll see how much Sanders plays. I, I know it's gonna be a bit of an adjustment, to learn to play. But, but look, he's a playmaker. and He's a veteran, so I do expect him to be on the field. Just Carolina. I don't know Kyle Allen. I could see him making some mistakes here. He, I remember, he kind of holds on the ball too long. If you hold the ball on for too long against San Fran, you're gonna pay the price. And this Carolina O line isn't all that great. All right, I'm gonna.
1: I think I'm gonna go with Carolina though, man. Uh, from a betting perspective, Ron Rivera undefeated post bye week. That first game. Wow. Okay. You know, so that's something. It's like Andy Reid. Yeah, it's like Andy Reid. Also, shout out to uh, McDermott up in Buffalo, three and O post bye week. Wow. And I think that's very telling because I I think that's the hallmarks of a good coaching staff, right? Uh, Frank Wright, he's also two and O post bye week. Pretty sure they won last year, but yes, they did win last year because they had the bye week and then their their run started they where they wrong. won like nine in a row, ten yeah. in a row, or something crazy. But, crazy. But. Uh, yeah, with uh, McDermott also. So yeah, that's that's very telling. You know, you you prepare for that one spe- specific team, and I'm gonna go with Carolina here. Okay.
2: Hey, it could certainly happen. It, I think they have the playmakers to do it. It's just I don't know about Kyle Allen. I I, I think there's been a lot of too much uh because that okay you look against Tampa, but a lot of quarterbacks will look against Tampa. And, Daniel Jones, baby. Yeah. Like Kyle Allen, that Houston game was rough. Like he just he, he, th- he fumbled like three times. But uh, I'm excited. I want to see, see San get test the board because I really do think they have a fun roster. And uh, I want I can't wait for them to play Seattle twice. Mm-hmm. There was gonna be some fun matches. I think San Fran's they hopefully they keep getting just more media attention because I do think they have a really good roster. And you know you know how much I love Shanahan. So I, I hope they continue to build through it. Well, if you guys
1: like the show. Give us a rating review on iTunes. It goes a long way to building the brand. Make sure you are following us across all social media outlets. Alan, thank you
2: again for joining us. Where can they find you? Alan underscore Sterk. That's and underscore S-T-R-K. News is picking up, especially with this new trade and Dan Quinn hot seat just burning at this point. So uh, I'll be doing a couple of podcasts, Falco podcast coming up. And then uh, I think I'll be on the PFC. So if you're a Falcon fan, check it out. Or if you want to just hear about Dan Quinn's downfall, you could check that out as well because uh, they play Seattle this Sunday, and then there's a bye week. So there's a lot of speculation that this could probably be his last game. Ironically, against the team that helped elevate him, you know, Pete Carroll is mentor. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah so yeah. that might be his last game. Literally, might be it, the game is in Atlanta. It's not in Seattle, so it's right. not. Injured. And Matt Schaub might be his starting quarterback. It's just like the worst scenario possible. What was the diagnosis on Matt Ryan? Uh, he and Price There's he's gonna be like a game time decision. But yeah, mm. that ankle injury. Aaron Donald, man, the two NFC South quarterbacks. He's injured now. Unbelievable. Well, you know what I was. It's who the most durable one. When you think about it, like they, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. These guys are as durable as it gets. Oh shit! I didn't
1: even think about Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about Cam because they also played them. I forgot that they. Yeah, that's right. He got hurt there. Yeah. Man, you know what? I was worried about that matchup in the trenches. You know, Rams defense was. Uh, I was on them in daily fantasy because that offensive line is kind of well, a lot of issues in Atlanta. <laughs> I don't, want, I don't want to break Warrange out any more. <laughs> Guys, as far as I go, at the Lamb Show on all social media outlets, uh, I'm doing a giveaway for Manscaped. I have, a, I have a box that they gave me, manscaped.com. Use the promo code VM. Send me a picture of you using the promo code, and I will reward you with some merchandise. And also, I am doing a giveaway. Stay tuned to the social media handles for Veterans Minimum on Facebook Twitter the YouTube channel is pumping got some original content and the episodes are being uploaded there and yeah I'm doing a giveaway from Anscape check that out and we will catch you guys next time on VM baby